So this is going to be really fun. We are here to talk about the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery. This is episode five. The It's called Choose Your Pain. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, so Tom is here to uh, to discuss it. Hi, folks. Yeah. And so this is an interesting episode because I, I feel like the 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 fandom has been because i'm not i i've just seen all the movies is my uh, thing so but i feel like the fandom has been pretty down on the show where i've really liked it and then i feel like from what i hear from a lot of reviews and stuff the fandom really likes this episode but i didn't like this episode so i feel like it's sort of an interesting dynamic coming from uh, seeing that different uh, perspective and so uh, I, I'm curious to see your thoughts of what you what you thought about this episode. What was your overall uh, response to it? Overall, I'm, it's it's pretty positive, um, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of fun uh, original series fan service. And I think that you may be seeing <laughs> they may be basking a little too much in that original mm-hmm. series fan service glow. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, and it, I don't know if that you know I don't know. I yeah, but yeah, my general impressions though are pretty good and. Um, I thought there were some interesting things going on with these characters, uh, things taking uh, zigging and zagging in ways that you, we didn't quite mm-hmm. anticipate. Yeah. Uh, so the title, Choose Your Pain, is that a reference to the fifth movie or is that to an episode of the show? No, that's an, it's interesting that you should draw a line between those. But um, it, in the fifth movie, it's share your pain and gain strength from the sharing, right? Well, uh, I mean, and Kirk says, I... I need my pain. Don't take it, you know, don't take it away. I need it. Oh yeah. And don't discount like, yeah. Um, the, the phrasing is interesting. It's not, and, and maybe it's just bad, uh, bad translation into English, but from Klingon, you know, maybe they're just not that hot at English, but it's an interesting way to um, say, okay, choose who's going to be beat up yourself or someone else in this room. Hmm. Because that's that's effectively what they're asking, but that's not how they phrase it, is it? Right. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, there's definitely some psychological torture going on there. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, you you, uh, you know, if you point to someone else, you lose a piece of your humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, and the idea in the fifth movie, that movie obviously has a lot of problems, but I think one of the strengths is the idea that, like, that you need pain in order to be human in order to be uh, a, you know, real person. Like if somebody takes, tries to take that away, then you're, you're kind of a robot. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah. And I think with, but I think though it's, that's, that that's about the pa- pain in the past. Mm-hmm. Asking the question, choose your pain is about what you're about to do in the future. That's true. That's a good point. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a, the choice is put before you in the, in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, it's, and it's basically yeah. like do you want to be do you want to hurt a lot now mm-hmm. or a sh- or, a, or a big pile later mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point because everybody does kind of uh, choose their pain in this episode you have Lorca with his eyes being in pain obviously and as a prisoner as well you have Saru's Saru's pain as far as his jealousy and his other things you have the pain of the uh, tardi- tardigrade there's there's uh, you have uh, um, Stamets, um, Stamets picking 
uh, his pain, I guess. And uh, I don't know. This is, that's true. That's a, that's a good point. So basically, so the initial setup of this episode is Lorca is abducted by the Cleons. He's imprisoned. And uh, there's this tardigrade that they have that's giving them the ability to jump uh, to mm-hmm. planets and uh, use they use those spores to create energy and but the problem is is that the tardigrade is dying but uh, uh with um with the captain gone saru is now the captain which it, again in my limited somewhat limited star trek college that seems very star star tricky to me is that everybody's kind of get a chance to be the captain in this <laughs> season yeah, i don't know about everybody but yeah there's 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 certainly a chain command and yeah you, yeah uh so yeah so yeah. saru gets to be the captain <laughs> this time and he doesn't want to uh he wants to continue using the the tardigrade even if it's going to kill him mm-hmm. yeah and uh and so burnham tries to stop uh, stop him from doing that the doctor tries to stop him from doing that uh, dr uh, Cal- colber i think it's his name I and, <laughs> yeah and, I, I love i love i love that <laughs> i love that i don't know the name <laughs> and biography of every character right uh and so i don't know what did you think about saru in this uh, uh how did he do as captain you think Oh boy, I think in the end pretty well, but oh boy, I, that doesn't mean I loved every decision he made. Sure. Um, yeah, I was not thrilled with the way he was willing to treat the tardigrade just to avoid feeling bad about his captain. I do low, though like that the that what we saw from Saru was something that maybe we didn't expect at first. We thought, oh well, he's a he's a prey animal, so he's going to be a, a sissy. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't really he can't, how can he really have what it takes to function in the world? Mm-hmm. if his if his species are you know are historically cattle um but oh, i like that that because he's a prey animal he knows the pattern of prey running from from a predator when he sees it so that when Lorca shows up he knows exactly what he's looking at and he knows exactly what's happening mm-hmm. when Lorca returns on the the klingon runabout shuttle fighter whatever raider i guess they called it whatever it was that small mm-hmm. craft Oh, interesting. I thought that was I thought that was really fast a fascinating scene where, you know, Lorca, if had been in Saru's shoes, if there if their roles had been reversed, Lorca would have blown that thing out of the sky. <laughs> They'd be picking up bits of Saru, um, you know, mm-hmm. with the transporter. And whereas you know Saru has a different insight and he has a different way of of seeing things, and that his unique way of seeing things, um, turned out to, to be um, valuable. Well, yeah, and he's just completely loyal, like, to almost to a fault at a certain point, but he is completely loyal to his captain and uh, would, I, th- I feel like, be obedient no matter what. Yeah, apparently, it, uh, uh, I'm not so sure about that. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, he's willing to sacrifice the tardigrade. He was not, you know, he's so bitter against uh, Burnham because... Um, uh, because of her her disobedience and how angry that made uh made him and i don't know i just feel like he he will do anything to save his captain no well i think 
I don't think he admires the person. I don't think he worships the person. I think he, he worships the the ideas, a, a series of ideas that the captain embodies. I think he um, he loves the great mother or the great father or the king or the queen mm. that the captain represents, mm. as evidenced by the fact that when he starts, he's so self-conscious, he wants to make sure he's fitting into the archetype perfectly. So he has the, the computer uh, create a routine for him to make sure that he stays on track with what the great captains of the past would have done. Yeah. So that was a fun, even I recognized that Easter egg <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. had. That, they mentioned Captain Pike, mm-hmm. which we of course know. And they throw one or two in that's just kind of filler and, Oh, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder who they are, but no, not this time. Every single one of them was from Canon. Yeah. Um, Robert April, uh, Philippa Giorgio, uh jonathan archer um yeah basically everybody you could possibly name who's been in canon up to let's see here sorry um i'll cut this out but uh so yeah Lorca's taken prison so a prisoner half the time is spent uh in this episode is spent on the discovery and half the time is spent uh on the uh, this klingon uh, ship in prison and he has two uh prisoner cellmates i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. that are with him and one of them is harry mudd and there's ash tyler yeah and uh i guess harry mudd is somebody who has been in two episodes is that correct uh well it Past depends episodes? on what you count if you, the, he was on two original series episodes and one animated series episode oh okay cool yeah is that is that somebody you're surprised to see they brought back were you were you I what saw that coming of? in the from from trailers, so like they telegraphed that. Oh, okay. So I wasn't like blown out of my chair or anything, but um, uh, I was I was excited to see it though because I was I was you know I was full of questions like okay how's he how's Rain Wilson going to play this mm-hmm. and um, how is the character going to come off because he the way he's he comes off in the original series is very of the period. I don't know what it what it is about him exactly. Maybe it's the curly Q mustache that he has in the original series but oh, okay uh, or something like that but um he's sort of well captain <laughs> you know he's, he's, he's a little bit of a caricature oh, okay right um and um but here we're seeing him in such a completely different context but at the same time the way rain wilson played him was um strangely true to the the original portrayal so like i yeah i don't um, i i like it um i and i think he's a cool wild card to have in the show yeah um, and you know this is not i guarantee you this is not the last time we're seeing him exactly yeah I, I, for sure we'll definitely see him again and uh he you know it turns out he's basically sort of sort of spying on them kind of find out that this ash tyler that it sounds like he's been kind of assaulted for lack of a better word yeah he's been uh, by this raped by his by his yeah, yeah by this female so that was a pretty dark place for 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 star trek i thought oh to, yeah the, one thing you have to admit about this episode it's going to a place darker than any star trek series has ever gone before um, yeah definitely if you think of of him ash tyler um cool okay i mean it's i don't know much to go on but um he seems like a good um kind of just 
straight ahead Starfleet officer mm -hmm. um, who just wants to, who, you know, who wanted to explore space. I don't know. We'll see where his, where his ideals are and where his ideology lies. And maybe he's just more interested in surviving and following orders yeah. than anything else. I do like sort of the guile though, that he's capable of in, you know, sort of tricking mud and, um, and getting, getting the, the escape going. One note I will make about that, that I noticed that the fighting choreography was really interesting because mm. the way that he and Lorca knock out the Klingon guards, that every move they made is exactly what Kirk would have done. Like it's the, the double fisted or the double handed kind of, I don't know, like I, I call it Kirk Fu, but like there's a, if you, if you um, <laughs> look up fight scenes on the original series, there's kind of a distinctive style to it. And mm. now it looks a little bit like staged and a little phony and, you see people, you know, uh, 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 not throwing their heads back when they're not even really hit. The, st the stage fighting is a little um, unsophisticated in places, but the way they filmed it, they took they they clearly took some inspiration from that, but added some sophistication to it and filmed it so much better, um, so much more effectively that it it also felt old but new, and I was really delighted by that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it it was a it was a pretty good scene. I felt like I really needed that action because. I felt like this episode was very expository and I felt like especially all the stuff with the tardigrade was all sort of already handled last week. And so it felt very repetitive to me. And that's why I was so surprised when I, you know, when I went on to some other reviews and I was like, this is the best episode of the season. I was like, really? It felt, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was a lot of scenes of people standing around talking and explaining everything. And so I don't know. It was just kind of, I didn't love, I didn't love this episode. Uh, so it was just interesting. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure you didn't like it as much, but I, I really actually appreciated that we had a lot of characters making decisions in this episode, a lot of surprising decisions. Mm -hmm. I did not see Stamets throwing himself on the, uh, in, see that in, the in the booth. I did not see that coming. No, yeah. I expected Michael would do it because mm -hmm. she's been all about, I mean, we, we started with that. They sort of, through us a curve because they started we started with that dream where she's oh, yeah. the tardigrade in the booth and be torturing herself so that you know that set my expectations for oh she's obviously gonna you know sacrifice herself and actually there were there, yeah, there were some interesting echoes of other star trek in that whole scenario where mm -hmm. um someone needs to sacrifice themselves to save the ship spock obviously right because right. It, the, in fact, the booth even resembles what we see in in uh, the Wrath of Khan, where Spock goes inside. He's not supposed to go in there, but it's the only way to get the ship out of there and save everybody. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Same scenario, same effectively the same scenario, but with different technology in play. Yeah, I mean, even has the doctor matted <laughs> in a way. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a good exactly. point. That's a good point. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a surprise. I'll, I definitely I'll agree with you there. Uh, we get this fairly long scene where Stamets and Burnham are talking with Tilly about what are they going to do? Are they going to make the decision? And this is where we have a controversial, we get two uses of the F word uh, in this scene. And I thought that was so clunkily done i thought i did not think it was it was like it was just for humor it wasn't for i don't know i didn't like i'm not a big fan of them using that word of course but i thought it was very clunkily done i don't know what did you think i'm annoyed by it i 
but it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not throwing my, my badge down in disgust or anything, but it, I'm annoyed by it. it partly because, um, you know, to this point, I've kind of been keeping an eye on this show because I like to share Star Trek with my son who's six. Right. And, um, I've been keeping an eye on this series because I'd like, I want to share as much of it with him as I can, but I know each one is titled TVMA. So I preview it. I don't sure. let him sit through it, um, right off the bat. And I, and, but this is the first one where I go, we're skipping this whole thing. We're, no, we're yeah. not speeding through the bad, the bad part or, or the scary part. Yeah. We're skipping all of this because there's torture. There, right. It's just too intense. It's too yeah. much. And it just felt so, I don't know, like we're, we're throwing this in just to make, just to do it, not because it was necessary at all. It felt yeah, it very gratuitous. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope that things like Star Trek and Star Wars and things like that could could be family family experiences. So it's it's too bad. Yeah. They are there to conquer and destroy and they throw they're throwing Nazi salutes down the hallway. I mean, there's no way this is the that universe. Mm. Now, there were some, that said, there were some interesting things going on in this episode that made me think of it. And yes, there was that mirror scene where Stamets is looking in the scene and we hear creepy music and he's kind of leering at himself in the mirror. Yeah in a weird way um that had an odd vibe to it and of course the mirror is suggested because the episode where we meet the mirror universe is called mirror mirror um mm. so there's that but then there's also michael's dream in the beginning at the beginning of the episode when she's um seeing the tardigrade tortured and then she's seeing herself being tortured in that booth in mirror mirror Chekhov has invented uh, a a torture device called the agonizer and it's a booth you walk into and they can, they can extract as much pain as they want out of you without knocking you out. Mm. Um, and it's a, yeah. And it's an instrument of, of just of torture and interrogation. And um, which again also happens in this episode. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of like odd, like little glimmers of mirror universe stuff happening in this episode. So, and, and when asked about it, the writers were very mum about it. Uh, on after trek last night so i mm. that's i think the, 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 we're thinking the right kinds of thoughts here i don't this is not the mirror universe though i think i can say that clearly enough okay great uh well that sounds good so yeah that was the main points that i had written down uh did you have anything any other parts that you want to talk about well just that i'd like to just po- say that like this discussion is um maybe is really making me want to go back and watch the episode again because i'm realizing how many moral quandaries are are packed into this thing yeah um and sometimes you know star trek is sort of known for these but sometimes you don't get any mm-hmm. sometimes it's just, it's just fun and games sometimes it's it's lighter or sometimes it's just an adventure um this had those elements of adventure and fun and games but it also had characters making tough decisions that aren't so clearly right or so clearly wrong right leaving mud behind for instance um or mm. or saru uh insisting that they make that jump to rescue the captain right um that last one that knocks out the tardigrade well what if they hadn't done that yeah that's true they do release the the tardigrade and mm. uh you know and stamets decision of what he does and so there definitely are some uh yeah some choices i i under i i feel like this often happens to me where I'll initially either feel negative or 
initially feel sort of negative about something and then I'll talk to talk to another person yeah, on a podcast or whatever and and by the end I'm like you know what it wasn't it was pretty good actually yeah. <laughs> so I don't know because it just helps you sort of see different sides things you hadn't thought of before and well, that's why I really being, enjoy being doing this <laughs> Yeah, good for you for being open. Yeah, and and the my my only flaw with it was I just felt like it, it was a lot of a lot of exposition, and that was what was frustrating me when I watched it. Like mm-hmm. we're just going from one scene of people talking to another scene to another scene to another scene, except for them breaking out of the uh, uh, of the uh, prison. That was sort of the only thing that was kind of they were doing, but uh, but. I don't know. There really were a lot of, I guess, choices mixed in with all that exposition. Uh, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, all right. Well, great. Uh, well, thanks for uh, joining me to talk about this. And next week uh, we will have, we'll be halfway through the season, which seems crazy or even more. And uh, it's called um, Leth- Lethe. L- I don't know. We'll see. L- it's L E T H E. However, you say that is the name of the episode. So, yeah, I don't know. That should be fun. And so, yeah, we'll look forward to next week. And uh, so, where can people find you? Um, my regular just internet ramblings uh, at Elmano Robato on Twitter. Um, my, I'd love to you to check for you to check out uh, my verse inspired by Disneyland called Happy Place Poems. You can see sample that at Happy Place Poems also on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have the links to all that in the description section and uh, make sure you're subscribed to uh, Rachel's reviews on iTunes and, uh, and uh, you can follow me at smiling LDS girl on social media and that uh, should be great. So thanks again. And we will talk next week. Thanks.